Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. My name is Raul, by the way. Okay. Victor. Victor. Nice, nice to meet you, Victor. Um, all right. So I'm doing interviews um, on a topic known as epistemology. Okay. You ever heard of it? No. <laughs> it's okay. It's it just it deals with um, knowledge, a study okay. of knowledge. Okay. And so I interview people about some knowledge claim you have. Okay. And focus the interview on how did you get there? How did you arrive from uh, to to your conclusion? Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. And what method do you use? Okay. Basically. Um, so you pick the topic, just something you believe in that is foundational to you that you're fairly certain of for some people that's god for some people that's politics or just a religious claim for some people it's aliens for some people it's karma okay. um just something that is a deeply held belief that you're fairly certain of i'm fairly certain that there's a higher power okay higher power all right um you want to kind of flesh that out a little bit yeah so think the universe is so large and so random so many like various factors had to come for life to get created on this planet I think it's somewhat orchestrated um, I don't, wouldn't necessarily say it's like say sure God in the traditional sense but not maybe like religious is what people say these days um, okay yeah so it sounds you said you're not making a religious claim yeah it sounds like not not Just a certain God yeah okay not God with a capital G, like a Christian God, Islamic, Jewish God, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just more like I think there's a higher being that somewhat orchestrated that planet came so, to where it is today. So a creator of some kind. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but nothing specific. Yeah. Okay. Um, on a scale of zero to 100, how certain are you? Are you 100% certain? Are you somewhere in between zero and 100? Like Definitely somewhere in between, like I'd say like 70%. Okay. All right, so so why why seventy percent? What gets you to seventy percent? Uh, I think, like I said, like the randomness. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a factor there. Um, you know, I, I think it's one of those topics that you can never really say a hundred percent without mm -hmm. potentially sounding wrong. You know, and like <laughs> which is fine, obviously. But I think that say a hundred percent would be kind of inconsequential. But I think that if you personally believe it, it has to be above 50%. Hmm. I think you can't just throw it down to 50-50 chance if mm -hmm. you personally believe it. I personally do believe it. Don't necessarily think it's 100% chance. Mm -hmm. So I think it's somewhere in between you know, 50 and 100. And okay. I have a little bit of doubt of error there, but um, it's like 70%. I would be interested in hearing your your doubt. What um, for, for you, why, why not more than 70%? Where, where are those doubts? Uh, I mean, certainly you can... As I think science advances, you have a lot of um, claims that are getting disproven. Uh, things we maybe would ascribe out to like you know magical or or godly can be explained with science a lot. So I think there is some ways you can describe things that you know we can say down to science. There's no maybe God behind it, but there could just be like some science that explains why all these things happen. So I think there is partial doubt because of like historical. You know updates of what we um believe to be true mm -hmm. okay so it, it sounds like 
for you, it's possible that there is some scientific explanation yeah. that we're not aware of. Exactly. And for that reason, you, you stop short of the 100%. You don't, you're not prepared yeah. to go there. Yeah. Okay. What would this prove, this claim? Um, how, how might we, uh, if, if it were false, mm -hmm. if this were a belief that were not true, how might we disprove it? I think some of that would maybe come down to hmm. I think more information on like the beginning of the universe probably like um, we have uh, more solid evidence of the Big Bang and stuff like that would probably help disprove it um, I don't know if there's anything specific I can think of but I think again it's more more scientific research in the like origins of the universe. Okay, I'm curious. Um, so you, you're saying to disprove it would be some kind of scientific evidence. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, should we apply that same standard to proving it? If we require scientific evidence to disprove it, should we require scientific evidence to prove it? Um. This comes as a clash with I think like a lot of um like personally belief I think with like a lot of people it's like you, you sort of want to believe right you want to believe that there's some higher power that there's not a randomness um, so I think arguably there might not be ever there might arguably never be evidence that could necessarily disprove it. even if you're not sure entirely I think that no matter what evidence you come up with people are gonna try to say well there's still some unknowns so there could still be um, uh, potential for this like god or higher being so wait sorry i lost lost track of the question okay. um what, what was it that you wanted to I, I think i asked um oh um yeah do you need to apply the same standard yes right. um i do I, th I think we do need to apply the same standard i guess um i do i think people including myself would enjoy that belief i don't think quite as much i think because again it's very fundamental question to who we are and how we behave as people mm -hmm. that we believe in some higher power so i think it'd be very like existentially uh distressing for people to mm. apply the same standard interesting interesting you mentioned earlier that this is something that a lot of people want to believe right how much do you think that factors into um you holding the belief i think quite a bit i think it's very scary for any of us to believe to have a claim as no higher power until we prove it. And I think that's very scary, and including for myself. It's almost like living in, you know, ignorance is bliss type of situation. Mm -hmm. So, I think that that's incredibly important for humans throughout time, including now, um, to sort of, um, yeah, to sort of like want to believe it. Okay. Should, how can we protect ourselves against this sort of inborn bias that we know we have? Like when we know that there's this belief that we hold, that we know we want to believe mm -hmm. to be true, is there a way to kind of guard ourselves against that affecting the conclusion and that tipping the scales? I think recognition first, um, sort of recognition that you want to believe it because mm -hmm. if you think of the alternative that there is sort of a scary possibility that you might not want to think about too much. Um, beyond that, I think people are going to do with what they want to. So I, I may know that I don't really want to believe that there's anything else. I think that's um, so. I might go to this conclusion that, well, because I sort of want to believe it, that I might give it, you know, seventy percent chance that I do believe it. Mm -hmm. 
to say that there's like any way to I think it comes down to the person, the individual person. Because mm-hmm. I think even if you raise people to be scientifically focused, you know, like I I enjoy science. I was an engineer and math major, so I'm involved in you know, the sciences, but I think too, even if you raise people with a very scientific way of viewing the world, there's still gonna be certain beliefs about certain topics, higher powers aliens things we can't explain that people are going to want to just believe in a certain way and mm-hmm. may not look up look at evidence necessarily objectively as mm-hmm. they know they should okay so this is something that it sounds like we can't you're saying we can't explain and mm-hmm. so i'm guessing you feel like god is the best explanation say I'll say probably the most comforting explanation um, that, you know, I think it's scary just to say, well, we don't know, you know, mm-hmm. it's all random. We're not really sure. So I think it's the most comforting um, explanation. At what point would you say we don't know? At what point would you arrive at the conclusion, not that a higher power exists, not that it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. but at what point would you just conclude, we don't know? I don't know if it'd be even evidence-based. I think it'd be more developmentally based. Mm-hmm. As a person, maybe you come to the point where you internalize that. Um, you're not necessarily afraid of admitting that there might not be a God, saying mm-hmm. there is or isn't. I think it's more personal-based. I don't think any amount of evidence would change one person's, including mine. I think it'd be through experience, through like maybe accepting the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's more just personal-based. So wow. I don't... You know, that's different for everyone. People might never get there. People might be firmly believe in one thing and not. Um, could be through experience, um, certainly. So I don't think there's any like objective time I could say that, or objective event or evidence that would get me to say um, that is just all unknown. Okay. Uh, generally speaking, at what point is I don't know the best answer, the best conclusion? I think for a lot of things that don't scare us necessarily. Uh, I think like, again, like higher power aliens, a lot of things these scare us. I think that like, if, you know, we were to look at something that's less fundamental to our existence, you know, I would totally be fine with saying, oh, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But I think with um, things that would kind of shake us to the core of who we are, uh, you know, change our meaning and our importance and our status and all these different like factors that mm-hmm. fundamentally build down to the person. I think if you don't look at those, then I'd be more inclined to say, I don't know. It sounds like I don't know for you is kind of scary. Yes. Okay. I think for, for certain values as okay. opposed to, like, you know, I don't know a lot of things. Like, like right, yeah. That's why I'm here. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I'll still won't learn a lot, like no ton after I leave here. But I think for, for, um, Everything's built into our character. It's mm-hmm. definitely a safer thing to say. Okay, and maybe last question here. Mm-hmm. Let's say hypothetically, hypothetically, you found out that this belief was not true. Mm-hmm. What would that do for you personally? Like, um, yeah. yeah, just no. you know, like psychologically. What if you found that out? Mm-hmm. What would that do for you? What would it mean for you? I think that would. Uh, change how you potentially like how hmm. give me a second 
I think it would change maybe how I view uh, the importance of life potentially. I think I'd in some ways value it more, you know, say there is, you know, what, no creator, no anything. I think everything's up to us then. So whatever sort of, I still, I still believe that, but I think it would, it would put more emphasis on that. And hmm. I think potentially I would look at other unknown ways, unknown ways of explaining. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would, I, I think I'd still probably <laughs> reject some of the science in all, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd still, you know, maybe say, okay, well, let's say this higher power isn't, this isn't real. Um, I would want some other maybe unknown way of comforting myself. Hmm. I think I would look for something like that. Okay. Honesty. Yeah. Awesome, Victor. Yeah. Thanks a lot for your thoughts, man. I yeah, appreciate no it. Have a good one. Yeah, good luck. Thanks. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.